why women lose interest in you. Today we're going to talk about the importance of being fun as opposed to logical and serious. If you're a man with a successful career or your own business, then you tend to be quite serious, then you tend to be quite logical in your behavior as well as in your thinking, which is absolutely a prerequisite for the success you've already achieved in your career or your business. Now, let me tell you that fun isn't necessarily something that I, as a logical German, have grown up with. I've had very loving parents. My father is a super loving man. He's one of the most intelligent people that I know. There's not a lot of people who can make me feel like I should be working at McDonald's. But at the same time, he didn't necessarily grow up himself with a father who was very fun. My father is a super positive, loving, generous person. And there's a lot of joy in his life. He's genuinely a happy person. But there's a difference between joy and fun. Joy is very deep, very wholesome. Yeah, it's a very deep and grounded emotion, whereas fun is just lighthearted, silly, playful, blah, it's ridiculous, you know? There's a sense of lack of political correctness. It's very lighthearted. And so my father didn't necessarily grow up with a lot of fun, didn't pass a lot of fun onto me. So me, when I'm trying to figure out this whole dating and relationship thing many, many, many years ago, I'm trying to have very serious and logical conversations with women. I'm telling them about how I'm teaching certain techniques in martial arts. I'm listening to them about their problems with other men and I'm trying to give them logical advice, friend zoning myself and completely shooting myself in the foot. But I didn't know any better. And in a very similar fashion, you are currently behaving in very serious and logical ways towards women. And while you might have gathered a degree of success by being serious and logical, probably most of the success that you have achieved in your career or success can be traced back to strategic thinking and acting, this strategy may very well lead to failure in a different context because you have to understand that women will never ever go on a date with you to have a logical exchange of information. They will never be logically convinced to be with you. Let's look at the chain of logic. Point number one, human beings make emotional decisions, largely. Number two, women are human beings. Number three, if you want to influence women's behavior, in other words, increase the probability that she's actually going to like you and going to want to stick around you, a high-quality woman, you will have to influence her at an emotional level. Point number four, fun is a very desirable emotion to use for that. I want to briefly address the difference between influence and manipulation. Because when I used to learn about this many, many years ago, I had a bit of a weird feeling in my gut. I don't want to influence people. I don't want to trick people. I'm not a pickup artist. I'm not into manipulation, lying, and deceit for my own short-term benefit. That always felt very wrong to me. But where's the difference between manipulation and influence? In physics, if they say that they want to influence the trajectory of the object... They don't use the word influence. They say, we want to manipulate the trajectory of the uh, object. So the word manipulation is the same as influence in physics. But in social dynamics, in a social context, that's evidently not the same thing. If I were to tell you about the seven tricks, the seven best ways to manipulate women to have sex with you, you would probably feel pretty bad about that. You probably wouldn't want to engage in that in such a discourse, or at least I hope you wouldn't. Now, where's the difference? Well, one is whether you're honest or not. 
The one difference between lying, uh, sorry, between influence and manipulation is whether you're honest or not. If you are 100% honest, then you're already 50% there of on your way to influence as opposed to manipulation. The second component is intent. And that's something that can't be measured only from within. And human beings usually have a good uh, intuition in terms of another person's intent, but really it can only be measured from within. Do you genuinely care about her well-being? Mentally, emotionally, as well as physically. If you act in such a way that to the best of your knowledge, the probability is increased that her emotional, physical, and mental well-being will be increased, then you're influencing the person, not manipulating the person. Parents influence their children all the time. Human beings influence each other all the time to create a certain outcome. Now, the difference is, are we doing it 100%, radically honestly, and do we genuinely care about the other person's intent? So, let me give you a negative example. Let me give you an example of what manipulation could be. Manipulation could be, I tell her what she wants to hear just so she has intimacy with me. That is manipulation. Pretending that you're going to be in an exclusive relationship just so you can have intimacy and then you're going to see a bunch of other women on the side. That's manipulation. A form of manipulation, by the way, is also being too nice, being fake and nice and not sharing your true and honest feelings and opinions. That is also a form of manipulation. So being radically honest directly opposes manipulation and it puts you on the brighter, more honorable path of influence. So I just wanted to put that out there. Care about the other person's well-being and be absolutely and utterly honest. Do not lie. Do not deceive people and you're on a good path. So coming full circle. If you want to increase the probability that women are attracted to you, you have to move from logic and seriousness to fun. Because that's what women want. That's what human beings want. That's what we all want. All we ever do in life is to feel good. Whether it is contributing to another person's well-being, donating to a charity, working, engaging in intimacy, whatever it is you do, you do it to reduce pain and to increase pleasure. And even if you do things that are meaningful in the long term, not just satisfying short-term desires, but you do it because you believe at some point in the future you're going to feel good about it, even if it means incurring a degree of suffering right now and delaying gratification. You're still planning on getting the gratification at some point. So if it's true that all we ever do is to make ourselves and other people feel good, why not just sometimes shortcut to immediately feeling good right here, right now? And if this is where this whole video becomes so beautiful, because being more fun is not just a tactic to get women to like you, but it is actually a very spiritual quest of becoming a more wholesome person. Look at the Dalai Lama. Look at Eckhart Tolle. Look at all these wise gurus. They're always laughing and having a good time. Humor is one of the most enlightened states of being that we could possibly be in. Yes, we got to work hard. Yes, we got to be disciplined. But what are we going to do it for in the end if we don't get to enjoy it? And getting to enjoy it does not necessarily mean lying on a beach with a some sort of slightly alcoholic beverage, whatever the case may be, consuming all kinds of chemicals that alter our state so we can then feel good. That's not what that means. We can learn to enjoy work. We can enjoy the company of other people. 
but how often do we introduce an unnecessary element of suffering and tension and seriousness into our work life as well as into the conversations with women which then dry out the conversations at a very practical level. She may ask you, I had a one-on-one conversation with a client today and he talked about the fact that oftentimes women ask him about his five-year plan and then he proceeds to give them a very logical answer. I intend to be married, have one or two children, this is the business plan, blah, 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 blah. And it sounds all very good and formal. And then he wonders why it may sometimes take three or four dates to have intimacy. <laughs> That's, the, that dynamic would go a little bit too deep to uh, explain that in this form here. But if you apply for a free initial consultation call, I'd be happy to talk to you about that in a more, in a more private setting. Nonetheless, he gives a very logical answer. And it is absolutely fine to give very logical and serious answers at times, of course. This is not about being a clown. Because a clown only has this one modus operandi. He can only ever be fun and silly because he's not a person, he's a clown. But you have other aspects to your personality available that you should show her. But if you're too serious too often, it dries out the conversation and you create a certain image of yourself in her mind of you, which may not necessarily be favorable for creating a man-to-woman connection and thereby moving things forward intimately. So instead, he could say, well, actually, I imagine myself in the south of France selling. You could give some sort of, I wasn't going to go into too much detail because it's quite not a politically correct story that I was about to tell. But you could give a little silly story, a little anecdote. You could tease, you could disqualify, you could use push-pull. There's so many fun ways where, where you could use humor or other tools to make it more fun and entertaining as opposed to dry, pure logic. Well, this is my plan. Remember, just because somebody asks you a question, one, you don't have to answer the question. Second, you could question the premise, which is funny in and of itself. Or you could just say something that's super outlandish, crazy, and you leave political correctness behind. So using fun is, one, a tactic because it creates attraction and it's something you have to learn to do. But way more than that, way more than that, it is a mode of being. Because, and that took me time as well, because I'm quite a serious person in many ways. I'm quite serious about delivering the best results for my clients. I'm absolutely and utterly serious about every single coaching call. I'm absolutely and utterly serious about this video right now. <clears throat> Pardon me. But why would I feel an unnecessary degree of tension? And that is a journey that I had to go on as well. And especially in the context of dating and relationships, the sooner you can understand that human beings don't want to be with you for a logical exchange of information, but they just want to be in your presence. They want the positive energy. They want the fun. They want the lightheartedness. Yes, sometimes they want you to be there for them in moments of difficulty. They want you to extend a hand and just be there and be present, for example, if they're going through a difficult time. Sometimes they want you to slap them in the face and motivate them, whatever the case may be. But more often than not, we just want to have a fun time. Most people rely on alcohol or other drugs to put themselves in that state. But the more you can generate these fun positive emotions within yourself, the more you can draw her into your reality. A reality of positivity, joy, fun, and love. And it's going to create an incalculable amount 
of attraction within her because she's not used to that. Women are not used to high quality men communicating in a fun way without having consumed mind altering drugs beforehand. If you can let her know over the course of a 90-minute date or a two-hour date that you're a high-value man by having moments of real talk, but 70-80% of it being fun and lighthearted, she will get addicted to you if there's a degree of compatibility. And not addicted in a weird way. She'll just be genuinely excited about your personality if there's compatibility. If there's no compatibility, and compa- compatibility, by the way, can only ever be discovered, never be created, Then at the end of it, you shake hands and you wish her all the best and you both part ways. And maybe you still had an enjoyable hour or hour and a half. But the ones where there is compatibility, where there is a chance for an amazing future, you can mess it up by being too dry, by being too logical in your communication. Stop giving purely logical answers. They don't want that. She will realize that you're a high-value man. And then one of the things my client said today is, yeah, but like, I really want to have a serious relationship. So should I not tell her that? Yes, of course. Remember, there's a spectrum between being 100% logical and being a clown. Can I hear Move 20-30% in that direction. Don't become a clown, but move a little bit in that direction. You are going to have moments where you're going to tell her about your plans, where you want to go. But more often than not, even within the same answer, you can have a little bit of real talk, boom, and then make it fun again. The more you introduce fun, emotion, playfulness, the sooner she's probably going to want to move things forward with you intimately. And if not, that's perfectly fine. We always respect that. But the probability that she'll feel a degree of desire towards you is so much higher if you communicate in such a way. So, one, understand it's a tactic, but I don't view it as a tactic. I view it as a mode of being. Why not be the light? Why not be the greatest source of positivity for people in your life? And practical tips for you to become more fun is, one, consume a couple of hours of stand-up comedy per week even just one hour. If you don't have a lot of time, even just one hour. Start with Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, Kill Tony, Tony Hinchcliffe, for example, Andrew Schultz. Watch comedians. Especially the Kill Tony show is amazing because you have a panelist of veteran comedians. Tony uh, Hinchcliffe, Joe Rogan, Shane Gillis, other people, for example. Very, very funny. And new comedians are being given the chance to present their material for one minute of uninterrupted comedy, and then afterwards they make fun of them. And some are amazing, and some are absolutely terrible. But it's fantastic, because you learn a lot about what bad jokes are. And you're going to see yourself. You're going to see some of the jokes that you've made in the past that are absolutely terrible. So go watch the Kill Tony show on YouTube. That's going to help. Second, introduce people into your life who are fun. I have people in my life who have stand-up comedian-level humor, who are so funny, like objectively funny. Humor is this objectivity to humor. Certain things are just objectively more funny. There's structure, there's principles to humor. Now you might say, David, I'm actually a bit more of an introverted person. I like focusing on my career, on my business. I'm not planning on becoming a stand-up comedian. And that's absolutely fine. You don't need to become a stand-up comedian. But this is you there's a stand-up comedian, can you move 5% in this direction? Moving 5 or 10, becoming 5 or 10% funnier is going to do wonders for your social interactions. Men are going to like you more. Women are going to like you more. It's only going to have positive impacts on your life. And then the last note, which kind of ties into the first two, substitute Game of Thrones, or rather replace, substitute, uh, 
replace Game of Thrones with stand-up comedy or some Kevin Hart movies. Like Jungle... What's that Jungle movie? What's the Kevin Hart movie called where he goes into the jungle? I don't remember either. You probably know the one that I'm talking about. Because last week, Fernanda and I were pretty sick. And I never watched a lot of Game of Thrones, but I started doing it last week and I realized, wow, that's a pretty dark episode. It sucks the fucking life out of me. Ooh, that doesn't feel good. It's very dark and dense and negative energy. And there's a bunch of doctors and neuroscientists in the States that I've heard talk about exactly this phenomenon. Phenomenon. If you consume a lot of dark and violent stuff, this is going to have an impact on your brain. This is going to have an impact on your mood. So if you want to feel more fun, if you want to be more attractive to people, consume more stuff that lifts your energy, that lifts your mood. And if you want me to help you with that personally, how to become more fun in your interactions with women in a way where you understand the psychology of attraction, the social dynamics, in a way that's authentic and genuine to you, where you don't have to be, where you don't have to pretend to be someone you're not in a genuine way, where they can actually connect to you, yet in a way where it's super entertaining and not politically correct, then apply for a free initial consultation call with the link underneath this video. And I'm looking forward to speaking with you soon, personally. Wish you all the best. Take care.